Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach, and we're glad that you're here. I'll be joined in just a moment by this week's guest, but before that, I want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project. All of our content here at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we rely upon the contributions of our listeners in order to do so. You will never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost money to put a show like this together, so if you find what we're doing here valuable and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going, and it helps us reach other men just like you. God's blessings, fellas. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach, and today is our first ever Gird Up Girl Panel Podcast. So we've got, wow. I'm so sorry for the okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn the volume on the car radio down right now, and you'll be fine. So good. All right. Um, we've got three girls with us today. So we'll start here. What's your name? Hi. My name is Emma Mindock. Hello, Emma. And then Jordan Heckendorf. And Claire Tomhave. All right, so Emma, this was this whole thing is your idea, right? So I've been kind of hoping to do something like this for a while, but you sat down at the cafeteria across from me and said, "Hey, we should have put girls on the podcast." <laughs> so this is your fault. Uh, yes, right? it so is. So I'm curious. I'm cur- first of all, I'm curious why you thought this was important. We should do this. Why this yeah. was important? Why was I mean, you came out right away, just like, yeah, we should do that. Well, you suggested it, and I was completely on board on board with it because I myself feel like. You know, men have troubles with women, especially the men of this demographic of this podcast. And I feel like if I can help fill in those blanks that maybe those guys have, like, that would be amazing. You're still in my thunder because... I was going to talk about our purpose on this podcast later, but that was phenomenal. That was really good. So you, uh, you're you a junior at MLC, mm-hmm. right? You play softball. And just softball? Just softball. Okay. What else do you do with your time? Um, I, I love music. I sing. I'm in the college choir. Um, I play mm. piano and organ. So if it involves music, I love it. Yeah. Are you an alto? No. I'm a soprano no. one. Co- Re- weird. Soprano one. I know. I know. Man, it's almost as bad as playing flute. I know. I know, and the stereotype is the same too across the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I yeah, I I can't say too much because one of my sisters is a soprano, one of my sisters is an alto, so I can't really. Okay, no slander. Yeah, yeah no slander. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I loved college choir. College choir was maybe the. I would put it. I don't know if it was more fun than football, but it was close. Mm-hmm. We weren't very good though either, so that <laughs> helps. We were much better as a choir than we were <laughs> as a football, was a football, team. football team. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, cool. All right, Jordan. Yes. What are you up to? What do you like? What am to I do? up to? Yeah. I am very sports orientated, and I use my passion for fitness in my physical education major and coaching minor. Um, really, just all about wanting people to be the healthiest they can be. Um, so I get involved in uh, the wellness team. We just started up the PE club, 
and I'm a student ambassador on campus, so I get to work with recruits that are thinking about coming into the ministry and get to share how much I love MLC. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you're obviously an athlete, right? You play softball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Very good at both of them. Um, but that's obviously there's a lot more to you than that. So what yes. do you think would surprise people if they're going to throw something out there like, Jordan Heckendorf is into this or enjoys this? What would it be? Um, hmm. Well, I I really love um, working with – oh, we're <laughs> – this is bad. <laughs> um. I guess not really what I enjoy, but like personality wise, I'm all over the place. I'm I'm a lot to handle. I like to think <laughs> of myself I can attest. I like to think of myself as the funny friend, so if I can make people laugh. So you can catch me making dad jokes all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if you're gonna crack dad jokes, we need an example then. What's the best dad joke you've got in your arsenal? All right. This isn't the best, but it's the first one that pops up in my head. <laughs> what did the duck say to the pig. What? Quack. What else does a duck say? <laughs> I was going to say quack, man. Nah. I'm sorry, Claire. You should have said it. <laughs> you need people to listen to this podcast, not yeah, turn I, them away <laughs> from it. So I wasn't, It wasn't the worst dad joke I've ever heard. It was good. It was better than a your mom joke. It was a good effort. Do you have any good your mom jokes? No. <laughs> I'm not skilled in that. I'm not skilled in that area. Okay. All right. All right, yeah, and you, I, you have perhaps one of the most memorable smiles I've ever met, or I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You, okay, but so okay, sweet. so here, here's the deal. Here's I never, I had actually never met Jordan before, and I'm driving out of the MLC parking lot during freshman orientation week, and there's this girl just sitting there smiling and waving at me every time I drive past. So I was like, I, I don't know you, I need to know you, who are you, and then, yeah. So glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you. It'll be, I, yeah, okay, and then we've got Claire. Yes. Tell us about yourself. All right. So I'm an elementary major, and I run cross-country and track at MLC, so I do a lot of running. I'm also on the admissions team with Jordan, um, so I get to talk to recruits. I got to go to the youth rally this summer. That was super fun. It was actually a blast and got to talk to a lot of new people thinking about MLC. Um, yeah. Do you want a fun fact? Sure. Give us a fun fact. All right. So I really love baking. So I made my mm. cousin's wedding cake. This last summer, that was, I made it a day before the wedding, and I was her maid of honor, so that was really stressful, but we pulled it off. Oh, yeah, Anna Christie, right? Yes, So I yeah. used to babysit for them back in the day, not to no, date you myself, didn't. but that yeah, is crazy. I'm old, but also, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Because so they were at Faith in Antioch, yep. and that's where that's where my dad is now, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. you know the Coles and everybody? and Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Wait, were you guys? And did the you Rollins? guys used to like on your? Yeah. Then them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, did you guys back in the day used to make like uh, videos when you go on vacation? Was that you guys? Yep. Oh, I've seen a bunch of oh, those. No. They would show those off. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I don't <laughs> remember much from okay. it. Okay. This cool. is so well. So okay. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Very sorry. Just going on memory. So well. That's okay. But no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you love to bake. I love to bake. Okay. So here's a question for you. All right. Um. Do you? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's not really a question. I had maybe the best espresso. This is not baking at all. I don't know. Okay. I had perhaps the Late best espresso of my life the other day in Mankato. Okay. Is that something? Like, I don't know. I, in my mind, those things are adjacent, but they're probably not actually adjacent. I mean, I use espresso in, like, baking with chocolate because oh, that really helps okay. bring out a chocolatey flavor. Right, so what so. is it about baking that, like, I, I, I can follow a recipe, but there's no, like, art to it for most people that bake. So, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, you have to follow a recipe. I feel like you just have to be familiar with, like... I don't know, baking time. So do you ever, like, get off the recipe and try something else? Every now and then I'll, like, mix a couple of recipes together. But, I mean, you can't, I don't know. 
it's tricky because you really have to get the the math and science right or else it's totally it'll just fail so if what's your like best item like if you were really trying to impress somebody what would you bake okay i have these like ooey gooey butter bars and they're just like fantastic it's kind of like baked cream cheese frosting i don't know they're a hit every single time i bring them to like every like function i go to like my family i'm always known to like bring them so yeah all right all right that's the go-to okay awesome all right, so I, I, I don't have some fancy transition here as far as how to get into this. I thought we'd just go and hit it right off the bat here. Uh, so our purpose for this podcast, I just wanted to I, I want to just kind of outline maybe for my own thoughts and also to explain to people why we're making uh, a podcast with a bunch of girls on it, right? Um, I just wanted to lay out kind of what uh, my goal for this is. So it's my, my idea, my purpose for this is threefold. One, as young women, you guys are my sisters. Each one of you is uniquely crafted by the creator and as his own workmanship, designed for his special purposes and beloved by the King of Kings, which means that as both men and women, we share in that identity together, um, both as humans and as sons and daughters of the King. And so we should behave as such and treat each other with that kind of value. Um, two, as a man, I will, and a member of the Wells, and as a brother in Christ, which I always cringe a little bit when people say brothers and sisters in Christ because usually they're about to say something really weird after that. Is that true or not true? <laughs> um, like, or they're depends. just being dorky. They're like, hey, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Anyway, all right. That was – okay. So as you <laughs> um, and okay. Um, so as a member of the Wells and as a man, I'll be working and worshiping, living amongst you guys and around you, not just you, but just – uh, the women uh, in our church in general, and as a future pastor, potentially leading and loving you as a pastor and a friend. And I don't see why that work should wait until I actually have a call. Um, and third, if we on this podcast are going to fulfill our purpose of equipping and encouraging guys who love Jesus to be the men that God created them to be, we also need to then be honest and have poignant conversations about womanhood and the relationships between men and women. I love the men around me dearly and want them to be effective husbands, fathers, and spiritual leaders. And the best way to do that is to learn and listen. And that's why you guys are here is to help us out with that. So mm-hmm. thank you for being willing to be on the show. Um, we're going to get into it here. So talking about Christian dating, everybody's favorite Ooh. <laughs> everybody's favorite topic, right? Uh, generally gets a bad rap. And uh, I think especially in American society, especially in like the Christian college campus setting, um, it can be... I, frankly, that bad rap is often well-deserved. Well um, and so, obviously, we all go to MLC. Uh, this is my second time through MLC, so I'm kind of seeing it from a, the helicopter view this time around. Um, it is a unique place, but Christian dating culture, I think, is kind of it's kind of the same across the board, no matter where you go, whether it's MLC or not. Um, and so, um, I'm just curious to pick you guys' brains um, <laughs> about, yeah, about what relationships look like um, on college campuses, especially on amongst Christians. So um, what do you think about the Christian dating culture right now? Well, maybe first of all, just like gut reactions, what comes to mind when you start thinking about dating culture, particularly amongst Christians? You girl, you're ready to go. go <laughs> I'm ready. Um, so I, I noticed that at Christian colleges, especially at MLC, there's just no like time like sense of time Mm -hmm. when it comes to dating you know like it's either you're all in right away from the start like you're thinking about buying that wedding ring on the first date or it's just like like it's it's either instantaneous or it's not there at all you know like there's no sense of like okay there's a duration like there's a talking phase there's a getting to know a person there's these couple of dates and then oh we're expanding there's none of that it's just boom immediate (laughs) i think 
our peers too have a huge influence. Um, especially it's just like the talk of all your conversations with your friends to like, oh, who do you like? It, it's almost grade schoolish, um, if you will, because it's like, who do you like? And okay, you go on a walk or something. Oh, that means they're dating. It's like, <laughs> why, why can't we just be talking? So I think it's just a lot of pressure when I first think of it. Yeah, I was going to bring up the pressure. I just feels like it just feels like the clock is ticking. Like me being 21, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, time's running out." Which I feel like we forget <laughs> that literally like at every other college, like we are not normal. At every other college, people don't get like date they don't date till they're like in later 20s, married. It's like marriage is like 30s. So we're, I don't know, yeah. MLC is weird. No. And I feel like we forget that. And like, I don't know. I 100% agree. I feel like people forget that like your 20s is the perfect time for you to figure yourself out. Like you are learning who you are and what your identity is and fitting in and like becoming an adult, you know, oh, yeah. like it's a big stage of your life. And like MLC throws in, okay, in order for you to pass this stage, you need to be in a committed relationship with another person, which is not true anywhere else. <laughs> You touched on a great thing, too, I think, being able to, like, find yourself. And, like, that sounds very cliche, but it's so true. Like, you need to know who you are as a person before you give yourself to another person. Yeah. Well said. All right. So um, um, that was overwhelmingly negative, right? Um, So you talked about the pressure, right? You talked about moving too fast. You talked about, you know, a couple different things in there. What do you think it is that makes us behave this way why i don't know i don't know if the pressure is the same but there's also a lot of pressure on the dudes um and there's even a lot of like maturity attached to it from the outside world having a girl isn't a status symbol but it's like proving to the world like if i can date somebody especially somebody with some status that that means i'm really something right probably a little bit different than the pressure you guys are facing as young women um but where do you think that pressure comes from and why why I think it stems from something that originally is positive. I think having our Christian morals is something that everyone is so just like, oh, this is amazing. Everyone here believes the same thing. So it should be so easy to find someone. And then you almost get in this mindset of, I won't be able to find it anywhere else. So that's where it creates this do or die kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I was going to I was gonna say the same thing, especially um, at MLC where it's such a small college, you know, like you're around the same group of people all the time, seven mm-hmm. days a week. And if you graduate and you're not in a relationship, you lose that like sense of closeness. And then like Jordan said, like you get out into the real world, the real world, and you're like, oh, my chance is gone. There's no one else that will share the same Christian morals as me. There's no one else in the world left for me to get into a relationship with. So it's like over. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, Jordan, you said um, it should be easy. Do you think that's true? No, I really don't think so. I think there's a lot of layers involved. So I think people tend to realize it, it's easy in the sense of you just find someone that you think is attractive or has a funny personality, and then that's supposed to be someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. I think we really need to get to know someone before we even even consider going any further. Yeah, that pressure, the pressure and the sense of running out of time does not help either. People get attached too quickly and then mm-hmm. don't understand who a person really is, like Jordan said. And they're just like, oh, well, we share the same classes and we're in these extracurriculars together. So it means that we're perfect for each other, which sometimes isn't true. And yeah. people settle. 
Mm-hmm. And you have friends who are always just kind of like, oh, like you guys are so cute together or it would just make so much sense or you guys just like look good together. And I feel like all that outside pressure and like my family too, like everyone in my family is either engaged, dating, married, and I'm like the last one. And even my grandma, she's always just like, like college is a great place to find someone. <laughs> and I'm like, I know grandma, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to settle mm-hmm. and I want to make it's like the biggest decision I feel like it's one of the biggest decisions you will ever make Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know I want to find someone that actually connects with and like have the same values and yeah I mean MLC is a good place to do that but it's not the only place and I feel like that's what everybody forgets Mm -hmm. I don't know and I don't I don't want to be 100% negative about it because like oh sorry yeah we'll we'll get to the positive eventually yeah no we absolutely (laughs) will no I but I I would uh, just to test everything you guys said. And I would also just add the idea that I, as, as a 30-year-old, looking back, I'm honestly glad that I, like, I'm, I'm thankful and glad that I haven't had a family um, so far. Like, I certainly am excited, very excited about being a husband and dad someday. I really look forward to it. Obviously, I love kids. I love people. And I'm pumped about that someday. But, like, we were talking about the kids I was teaching earlier and just I don't know that the I've been able to do so much ministry and do so many different things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was attached to somebody and it's not a negative thing at all to be attached by any means um but the Lord has blessed me in some phenomenal ways um and and that's been a huge part of one being able to grow up a little bit before I get into that stage of life and two like Going and doing ministry, I wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. I don't know not everybody's in ministry, but amongst us, that's our goal, right? Um, and we, I think we lose out on some of that when we, um, yeah, we, just, we lose out on the God's plan side of things when we rush and rush and rush. The other thing I want to talk about is you guys keep talking about settling and the idea of not being with the right person. Is this something you see commonly amongst your, uh, not, don't throw anybody under the bus, right? No <laughs> names. Um, but is this something you see commonly in, in the couples around you on campus or even off like, in different campuses? I don't want to say like everybody settles. I think that's more at the beginning stages and that's just with the rushing and just, I don't know, like you see someone, you like someone and then I don't know, you just kind of rush into it instead of actually taking your time and figuring out if that's someone you want to pursue something with, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's as common as people want to say, you know, like maybe it's a stereotype like, oh, everybody is, you know, everybody loves everybody at the Christian college. But I think it's just like Claire said, like the freshman year you come in and you see someone of the, the you know, you see a guy and he's Christian and he's on the pastor track and, you know, he's just so dreamy and everything you've ever wanted. But yeah, I think another way to describe settling too could be not that you're like lowering your standards or anything, but just the sense that they're not the right match for you. Like, it's not a good fit. Yeah, because it's supposed to be complementary. You're supposed to balance each other out and all that. And so it, if you're settling, then I guess that just means that you're with someone that can't give you all that. Yeah, and 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 I would even add, I think it's not necessarily that it won't work long term, but you can do better. And I think that's why I, we, I think we're afraid, maybe afraid that – if this relationship doesn't work out, then like you said, we'll never have another opportunity, right? Um, or on the other side, you know, are my expectations maybe too high? Um, and honestly, generally they're not, especially if you're being mindful of like, I'm going to try and find somebody that suits me well. Um, yeah. So 
how do we fix the problem then? Right? How do we? How do we? If you could change something about the way people go about these things, how would you change it? How do you think we can fix the problem? This isn't a one one bandaid fixes all right. kind of deal, yeah. but um, I think it starts with having contentment with yourself first. Um, going into college, your goal shouldn't be to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Your goal should be to do well in your classes and really ignite that passion for ministry and just have relationships with everybody. Um, and growing your faith is, is huge. So you just really need to find contentment with yourself. Make sure that you're complete by yourself because getting a boyfriend or significant other isn't going to make you any better. It's just going to add to your life. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Um, I'm currently in a relationship right now and mm -hmm. something <laughs> and something that uh, my partner and I have talked about is one of like, you know, like our number, like we have a list of priorities that we want to focus on in our relationship. One of the top priorities, maybe even like the number one priority is the ability to be on our own. Something that we really focused on, especially over the summer, was just being able to live our own individual lives and still be there for each other and still be great people. Like Jordan said, if you're content with yourself, you can give so much more to another human being. If you have nothing left in your tank, what can you give to the other person? Yeah, I guess your cup has to be full in order to be able to pour it out on other people. Um, and I think there is value in like being independent and just knowing everything's in God's time. Yeah, and I don't know. In college too, I really like, I really like being single. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing either. I really like exploring my friendships with my friends because I know that I won't have this time with them forever. So just being able to focus really on my girl friendships that I have and like, yeah, my relationship with the Lord and my faith and just seeing maybe like what I want to do after college and where I want to go and maybe serve others. I feel like that's all important too. I, th I think, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You talked about independence, and I really think independence can get a bad rap, too. This could be a question to the guys, I guess, is um, independence. You think of women who are all like, I don't need a man. I'm good on my own, and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of tearing them down, which we by no means want to do. Um, but do you think that it, independence can be intimidating to guys? Uh, I think it often is, and it shouldn't be. So, ha, man. I, I can't speak for all men, obviously, <laughs> um, but I think no, I do genuinely think I think especially in in our current culture, um, we want it's all about me, right? So I need to be needed, and I need to know that you need me in order for this to work out. And so then, if someone is independent, there's always a threat of they won't need me anymore. And if they don't need me anymore, then what am I, right? And you guys hit on it really nicely when you're talking about independence from a very positive perspective of like I, no other person is ever going to give me what I'm looking for. Like I can't find that in another human being. Um, th just just no way to be filled up completely by somebody else. You're either going to suck them dry or they're going to despise you and resent you because you have now asked them to do something that they just can't do for you. Um, it's something I wish I would have learned a lot earlier. <laughs> Things would have gone a lot more smoothly if they had. Um, but also, like, I think guys get too much of their identity from, just, just like women do, but they get too much of their identity from where they stand in the hierarchy, right? And they have to be 
the top dog or whatever it is. And that's where you end up with a lot of guys who, like, they're afraid to be controlling, but then they also are, like, because they don't want to be controlling, that came out wrong. It's not that they're afraid to be controlling. They don't want to be perceived as controlling, but they want to be in control, and then they end up being really manipulative. And that is a bad situation for both the guy and the girl. Um, and that's just across, I mean, you, there's a reason why people who are people of faith have a much better, uh, likelihood. I'm trying to think of a way to say this. They're much more likely to have a happy, healthy, successful marriage is because they have something that's more important than themselves. Because if you don't have something that's more important than yourself, then it's just you being important and making sure everybody else knows just how important you are. And so even your selflessness is all about making sure you stick around and you have something to give back to me. And it always comes back to me and being selfish as opposed to, look, I've been made in the image of my heavenly father and so have you. And if I see you as a daughter of the game, of the king, as <laughs> I was, I, sorry, I was going to do some Hebrew. I don't know Hebrew well enough. Though. Anyway, we are yeah, not yeah, just call me in there. All right. <laughs> But if, if I see myself as a son of the king and I see you as a daughter of the king, um, then I will treat you as a daughter of the king. And the best way to love the king of kings is to treat his children well. And if that's my attitude and if that's how I approach a relationship is like I'm just <laughs> – I'm going to love this girl as well as I possibly can, and I'm not going to expect anything in return. And whatever does come back is a blessing, and it comes from my father through her. Um, and that understanding is going to put you in a much – Sorry, I'm rambling. But that's going to put you in a much better position. And it's going to give you a lot more chance of success in the relationship. And if it doesn't work, okay, here, I'm going to get, is it okay if I get on my soapbox a little bit? I go, feel go, like go. I'm already like six feet up. On I'm this is all so it. much wisdom. Okay, so one of the things I talk about on the podcast all the time, and I tell dudes out for coffee, like every single dude I take out for coffee, I try and take somebody out for coffee at least once a week. Um, and so actually, okay, focus, Charlie. All right. Um, so <laughs> the I, the last three weeks, I've taken a young lady out for coffee each of the three weeks. And the first week, so I know all the old guys at Lola's. So they come in and they like sit together around the fireplace. You know. And the first week, they walked in. They saw me sitting with a girl. And they're like, oh. And the second week, they saw me sitting with a different girl. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the third week, it was a third girl. And they were like, <laughs> this, this week is going to be Bryce Goozy. <laughs> I, told, I told him, make sure he wears something cute and smiles a lot. I'll be, be all right. Okay. Anyway. Um, so when I take kids out for coffee, a lot of times this is the, the one of the conversations that we have. Um, and the conversation basically is like, why is it always so messy? Why is it, you know, um, why is, especially if, it, if a breakup just happened, why was it like, why was this so hard? All that kind of stuff. Or, or on the other end, why was, why isn't she attracted to me? Why can't I get like, nobody likes me that nonsense, right? Um, and the conversation always eventually comes back to the idea of you should be leaving absolutely everybody better than you found them. Right. If I'm going to leave the women that I date better than I found them, um, I also need to recognize then that one, this might not work. And if this doesn't work, she's going to go then and date and likely marry one of my brothers in Christ. And so with that in mind, she will always be my sister and I will always treat her as such because I'm going to leave her. I'm going to essentially Help her get ready for the dude that she is going to be with then if she's not going to be with me. Is that, does that come out right? Yeah. That I think that's sense. super selfless. Super right? and, and But then that also is going to set you up for just healthy relationships in general because I'm leaving everybody better than I found them. And so now when we're having a conversation about like how far is too far, what makes me uncomfortable, or if we're having a conversation about what the future looks like, I'm not, I'm not willing to sacrifice my own vision of the future because I, if, 
just in order to be with you because I know that if that's not what you want, we're not going to be happy together long term or we're going to have to make a ton of sacrifices to be together. Um, and then on the other side of things, like recognizing this not, might not work out, like I, I, I don't want to ever be in a position where I can't just love you, right? And I'm not going to do anything that uh, interferes with it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? You just solved the problem. <laughs> yeah, that was very well said. Yeah. Well, if we all could do that, but So but what what gets in the way? Why don't we do that? I think it's our, we like I can't speak for men, obviously. Go ahead. <laughs> this is a free-flowing <laughs> podcast. You can go ahead. But I think a lot of guys get stuck with their insecurities. Like get like you said like they they get caught in their head. They're like, "Oh, this didn't work out with a girl, so there's no other chance and it's obvious I can't be loved and no one will ever love me." And I don't have a shot. And yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's far from the truth, Charlie. Far from it. Like you said, they just have to. It's a it's a mindset shift. You know, if if they can remember their worth in Christ or their worth among people here on Earth, things will go much better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I give a lot of kudos to the guys because me and Jordan were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure to like always be the ones that. I mean, typically not always, but usually they're the ones that like pursue a girl. So I don't know, like you were saying, Emma, yeah, you might have a lot of insecure, I don't know, maybe insecurities can yeah, come into no, play. Yeah, and definitely. Especially if you maybe have gone through a relationship and it didn't work out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that just brings you down. And I think what we forget, too, is if something didn't work in that relationship, it doesn't mean it's not going to work in the next one. And that boils down to the fact that everyone is all different. And that's a blessing. We don't want to be all the same people. We want to use the gifts and abilities that God has given us all uniquely. But, you know, if someone didn't like that, well, good for you. Like, there are different people out there who might like that. Yeah, thank God they're not all the same, because if she did like that, then nobody else would like <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah, seriously. Right? Yeah, okay. So that that's, that brings it, you brought up a great point, Claire. So uh, the <laughs> pursuit, right? Um, first of all, um, I have heard it said, and I've been repeating it, so I hope it's right, but react to it, right? Um, I've heard it said that a man can't pursue a woman without her permission. Mm. Um. From okay, if it's not if she doesn't have your permission, it's stalking, right? I mean, or it's something weird that you shouldn't be like. So, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, def- define like permission. Like, she's given like a verbal okay of it, or is it just kind of like are they? No, no, no not reading? like not like a, from a moral standpoint, like. Um, Similar to the idea of you can't coach somebody unless they're willing to be coached by you, right? You can't teach somebody unless they're decided to be teachable. Mm -hmm. The same thing that would be true if, you know, if a young woman does not want to be pursued by you, there's, (laughs) it's not going to happen, buddy. Yeah, I guess that's, go ahead. I get what you're throwing out. I'm picking up on it. So (laughs) I've heard, (laughs) I've heard of situations where like a guy does pursue or no, other way around. The guy isn't really trying to pursue them, but they're just like talking to them or they come off flirty and then the girl immediately shuts it down like, oh, by the way, I'm not interested. And they're like, I wasn't like interested either. And then there's this this dilemma. So I think we just get caught up in like, what is the pursuit? Um, And it's just weird because it's like, how do you tell someone that you like them? Because you don't like them unless you start talking to them. So really, it's just hard to define the terms. But is talking you pursuing them? You know, like yeah, you can talk to question. women. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's honestly one of my pet peeves. Is the like, hey, like, I, you know, what's your name? Uh, I'd like to meet you. And then there's the, I have a boyfriend. Like, 
<laughs> Good for you. I'm, thanks That's for the information. Yeah. Nice. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't ask you that question, but you look like you have something to say. No, I was just going to say, no, I do have friends where it's like, I'm like, if I walk with them, like, oh, I won't say names, but if I walk <laughs> with them, but I don't know. Then I'm like, Everyone's yeah, no looking. one's like going to think we're dating. But then I, other times when I walk with just a guy, even to class, I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, is everyone going to think we're a thing? It's just like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I feel like it's like this weird thing where even if you're it the last two people eating together at lunch and everyone else leaves, you're like, oh no, now everyone's going to ship this. Or it's just, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of into that. It's like, hey, let's give them something to talk about a little bit here. But I don't know. But but because I think it's funny. I, I, maybe it's not so funny from the girl's perspective, but I <laughs> think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, if you kind of lean into it and schmaltz it up a little bit, it can be funny too. But, That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I forgot what I was going to ask. It was going to be a really good question. Oh, no. I believe like, it. A great question. Yeah. The pursuit. Something about the yeah. pursuit. Okay. Well, so this was what I was going to ask, but if I remember it, I'll ask it. Um, how, what should a guy be looking for? Um, first of all, uh, like, what are some signs that a girl is into you and she does want you to pursue her? Because she's not going to come out and say, excuse me, I would like you to pursue me. So... <laughs> Though respect if you did, I guess. I'm going to wear a shirt that says that now. (laughs) Pursue me. Pursue me. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag gird up. Hashtag gird up. Please pursue me. That's a great idea for a shirt. If it was a gird up shirt, I feel like that'd be different than just a girl walking around campus saying, pursue me. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, you have to put some quote about like, you know, manhood or something on there and then say something about pursue me. And then if you put the two together, it might. We'll brainstorm that. Yeah, yeah, brainstorm it. You come up with the shirt, we'll make it. (laughs) We were going to make one a few years ago that said more than a sandwich maker. Um, But then. Right. But I don't know. Nobody wanted. Apparently nobody thought they should buy it. So whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, how, what should a guy be looking for if he wants to, if he wants to pursue you, if he's looking for signs. First of all, how does he know, like, what's the green light look like? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is tricky because it's different for every I'm person. I was going to say the same thing. Like, my my preference differs from Claire and Jordan's. I can tell yeah. you that. I think one thing we all have in common, though, is that social media is a big nightmare for this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Snapchat <laughs> is the worst. Oh, I guess that's a green okay, I guess Snapchat's I don't a green have light. Snapchat, so talk Let, to that's me about good. Okay. Let me just explain the left on red and all that. Here's the rules. So there are... <laughs> <laughs> take notes there's fellas. a whole system <laughs> <laughs> there's people who read too far into that and then come up with their own assumptions about about it like oh they left me on red they may not like me um but as far as i am personally like i just have a busy life and i get distracted so if i open a snapchat and leave you on red it is nothing personal and i feel like we just don't communicate even though that is an app to communicate it creates com- communication problems is that effective communication though no Face-to-face would be ideal. And then the step below that is just, like, regular texting. No, yeah. no social media. What do you mean media. by regular texting? Like, iMessage I for message. iPhone. Oh, okay. Yeah, like what does that texting up. look like, though? Um, just Okay, so one of the questions okay. that a bunch of dudes sent in were, here, I'll just, re- I kind of doctored these up to make them more legible, because apparently guys of our generation don't know how to spell. <laughs> but, uh, um, let's see. Let me find it. Well, there's two of them. One of them says, I'm a really outgoing guy and I have no problems meeting new people, but every time I start texting a girl, we have really good, deep conversations, but then it fizzles out before anything happens. And then the other one is, 
how come I can never get out of the texting phase or the talking mm. phase? He said talking. Mm. I just read into it texting. I, I, I would stress the, the way to get out of the texting phase is to engage in a face-to-face meetup or yeah. like get, get off of light. your phone. The green light mm-hmm. is, green light if is she, hanging out. If, if she green, wants to hang out with you. Exactly. Sorry. No, no, I agree with you. Yep. If, if you're texting and you have those deep conversations like that first question and it's looking really good, offer to talk more about it in person. Say, oh, I'd love to hear more about what you have to say. Let's grab a coffee sometime or we should go for a walk or, you know, we should... Uh, like are you into this activity like get to know what that girl really enjoys doing you know like maybe it's spike ball you know like let's go play spike ball sometime you know or maybe it's singing together i don't know maybe go into a music room and jam i don't know i'm just imagining like excuse me would you like to go sing together (laughs) (laughs) maybe not that maybe not that maybe the practice room going for a walk 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 outside that Um, just just because it releases up some you know pent up energy oh if you're in flandro though no one i think you also just have to you cannot care about what other people think which is much easier said than done oh that's so hard but if you're getting all of your validation from those outside sources, that's a, a, red, a red flag, like for yourself, for your own good. Um, and a, a quote that I've heard from the girl's perspective, but it applies to both, is if he wanted to, he would. Mm-hmm. And so if you're still in the talking phase and you've been trying to hang out with them or they keep blowing you off and like not, not actually following through with it, um, then that could be like, okay, then you deserve better. Like you deserve someone who's going to do that with you. Yeah, I think girls are pretty upfront when they're interested in you. For me personally, when, you if know. If you're paying attention. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep your eyes open. <laughs> but like for me, if I'm interested, if, if I'm interested in you, I'm gonna actively talk to you all the time. Like I want to have a conversation with you. If a girl's kind of like, meh about it, maybe then that's not your person. I, w- I just wanted to talk about like the dangers of texting too, because I feel like it's, I mean, obviously face-to-face is so much more, it's better all around because I don't know with texting I feel like it's really hard to just like periods and exclamation points it's hard to like really (laughs) read between the lines and I feel like sometimes like you can just really miscommunicate with that so yeah face-to-face is just the way to do it one of my struggles too okay so (laughs) I have definitely used dating apps and this is the worst thing on the worst thing on dating apps (laughs) I hate dating apps so much um but um, I, so the reason I started using them actually is, uh, back when we were at, I was teaching and I had a bunch of buddies who were seminarians in Mequon, so we were 20 minutes away from each other, hanging out all the time. And they're lamenting the fact that they've blown their opportunity to find a wife at MLC. No. Yeah. They didn't do it fast enough. And now they're out in the real world in quotation marks because <laughs> the seminary is not the real world. Um, I love the seminary, but it's not the real world. Mm-mm. Um, and, uh, basically that was the conversation was like, I'm, I have no dating life and I don't even know where to start. And so enough guys were asking me that we use some gird up money and sign up for a bunch of dating apps in order to review them and you know, figure out. And there are some that are decent and they're worthwhile. Um, but that's my biggest pet peeve with all that kind of stuff. And really why I don't use them at all anymore is the, reality that we can have all this conversation and we feel i don't know the tendency at least for me i guess is to build this sense this false sense of intimacy with like it, you're really building it with your phone you're not mm-hmm. really building it with somebody else you've got this false sense of intimacy that you built with your phone you've got all these expectations and this picture of somebody in your brain and then you show up in person and it's like all of your even if your intentions are good all of your expectations are completely violated 
because you weren't actually communicating. You've only got one mode of communication. There's a whole lot more to it than just reading words. Um, is that something you guys, is that you relate to that at all? Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I think the reason we've determined why face-to-face is so important is because you don't have five minutes to come up with one sentence response yeah. and, and all that. Um, or to be funny or to have a whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You can't plan it out. You just have to be real. Um, and a co- I guess another question that I could bring up uh, is, so we've determined face-to-face is better, but I think we fall back on social media so much because it's so easy to just look up their account because most people haven't talked to that person in in person. So they're like, okay, I got to just get a good start. So then they just find them find their username, and then start. Because if you're in person, then you have to, it's usually in a group setting. How can you talk to that person, get them by themselves? You have to go out of your way. So how would you even go about going in person in that situation? Can you say that again? Maybe I answered my own question. (laughs) Maybe the rambling came full circle. But social media is so easy because you can just pull up their name, text them, have that instant communication, if you're in person, uh, you, have reach to, out on social you have media to even if you've never met somebody. I'm speaking for like if you're on the same campus, okay. right? So you, you kind of have someone in mind that you want to get to or know just more. Portal. Portal. There we go. <laughs> well, portal socking. <laughs> so you have that person that you want to seek out, get to know better. But if you're in person, you have to go out of your way or try and get them by themselves or, you know, how, how do you get to talk to them? If your schedules don't align, that's why it's so easy to just text. I think so. Yeah, that's fair. Is there a question there, in there? Uh, there actually is no question in there. That was <laughs> Jordan is just speaking. When I said I'm all though. over the place, you're witnessing it firsthand. Well, you know, yeah, you're talking to a third year old man with ADHD. So, welcome to the club. <laughs> all right. So, um, in regards to like pursuit, then um, once the go ahead is given, right? What's the next move? Like, you've been giggling, <laughs> talking back and forth. <laughs> Sorry, that one came up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. You're okay, cute. but, you know, whether you're, whether you're just outright or playing a coy or whatever it is, there's been established contact, you're talking to each other, right? You're seeing each other in the hallway, whatever it might be. What's the next move? It, apparently, it's not, and I just, I'm saying this sarcastically, I knew this wasn't the answer, but apparently, it's not look her up on Instagram and shoot her a message or just like all 25 of her photos. So what is the move? I think the most important thing is demonstrating investment. I think, um, like, as a girl, I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time, you know? And I don't want to say wasting my time as if dating is a waste of time because it's definitely something that, you know, is beneficial. Do you have something to say? Well, I I just, I want to push back. There's got to be something before and between smiling at each other and investment. There's got to be something in the middle, right? Right, because that's kind of where we started. Was expe- expectations are too high. So if I'm already invested before we've actually had a conversation, or before we've actually sat down across from each other, like alone or whatever it might be, um, I feel like we're already in the danger zone of just being too invested too fast. Mm-hmm. So what happens between, like, I guess let, about me, like- let me let me let me let me elaborate. Investment is in like, like don't just show like you. Okay, so we established like we're going on a date, right? They've met up in person. I think don't just... How do you do that? How do you do that? Oh, we're still at that point. We yeah. haven't done that yet? Right. Okay, then never mind. Then I'm talking about the Well, go thing. ahead, though. You, it sounds like you got an answer to that. Well, I, it's... Just skip a couple of steps. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was just thinking, like, 
like you don't want to you don't want to waste each other's time and you don't want to just kind of play it along you don't want to do this phase for too long you don't want to get stuck in it because it'll just fizzle out right so, so how do i get out of that phase into the like into is talking supposed to even be a phase this is i don't know the answer to this question is it even supposed <laughs> to be tricky. a phase i know i, I, I went it, to prep so there was like a whole, <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole like walk back i didn't say it this time and there was a i get whole, emails about how we we're not nice enough to prep so we need to be nicer to prep but yeah, you went to nice. prep so you I, I did it. go to prep <laughs> i mean it's stupid because that there's like so many stages like there's the walking backstage, there's the talking. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't think maybe, I guess it depends because for me, for how my relationship started, there wasn't really, there was a, like a talking phase, but it was more like we were best friends. We talked right, all so the you time. You guys were really friendly before that. Yeah. We, we were, we knew everything about each other. We hung out all the time. We talked every day. That's the talking phase that I went through. It wasn't like, oh, I'm really nervous because I really like this person and we're going to have a conversation. You know, like it, it wasn't like that, but it is for some people. So I, I don't know. I think to get past that talking phase, you need to be able to spend time like every day and not run out of things to talk about. Because I think once you figure out surface level, like, okay, how many siblings do you have? What's your favorite color? Like once you like just know the basics of the person, you can't just be stumbling to just hang out with them. Like, Here's another question. Do you really want to answer all those questions? No. Like, no. Obviously no. Gonna, those things are going to come up in conversation, but do you really want to... Do you really want to be quizzed like that? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite song? Oh, I'm going to send you four songs by that artist that you already heard. No. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's more just like wanting to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Like you have similar interests and you're like making time for them because we're all so busy. Like, I don't know. But if you like someone and you're making time for them and you show that like you're committed to this, I think that's when you're ready to go to the next step, which is dating. But... Yeah. yeah. How important is that label, that dating label? I think it depends person to person, but I think it can be big. Like once you have the label, I think it is kind of big because then it's like all of a sudden you're you're in something that it's harder to get out of. I would disagree. I would oh. I would say especially at MLC, the dating label is like just used so flimsily. Like like we said there it's just a jump from okay, I talked to this person once, now we're dating. You know, like it's not, it, it takes away from how big of a deal it was to work up to that point. Like the talking phase or whatever you want to call it is so beneficial because you like get that meaningful, deep connection with another person. And then to say, finally, after all of that time, like after all of that investment, finally deciding, okay, this is what I want. I'm ready to fully commit myself to you. Then it's a big deal. But I think MLC robs couples of that. So what I'm hearing you say, sorry, go ahead, Claire. No, I was going to kind of agree more with Jordan. I feel like there is a little bit of pressure just on dating, just in the sense that I feel like it's like ring by spring where it's kind of like, I don't know, I've like in my past relationships, I did feel like a little little but like you really want to make sure you're seeing a future with them and everyone kind of knows that too and i've had people come up and be like oh my goodness your babies would be so cute and i'm like oh, whoa like it's been a week like i don't know so i feel like uh, i don't know what i would do if somebody said that was that. yeah i didn't like that <laughs> i was like because oh, i don't like going to and another thing with dating is i feel like a lot of people kind of rush it in a sense not everybody but i don't know i feel like dating is when we get to try it out and i think that's it's okay to if it doesn't work out because that's what that's the point of dating Mm -hmm. you know i feel like in my mind what i think of as dating is what maybe is being talked about as talking phase like isn't dating we're going on dates 
not like we're in a committed relationship, but like we're getting to know each other. Isn't that what the whole point? I guess. I think uh, that's what it should. But it's that's also what it just what it should be. But it's yeah. like ours is to not go on dates. You just like spend time together, and you're not being intentional about anything either. Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. See, like in my in my brain, dating means like oh, there's no commitment yet. Like we're oh. not in a relationship, and that's in my brain. I'm not. Yeah, I, mean, I can't in, change everybody else's brains, right. but. Yeah, I don't know. In my brain, dating, like the reason my whole point was like dating is like this, like the, when you put the label that we're dating, it's a big deal. But maybe that's just MLC. Once you get into a committed relationship, you do a lot less dating. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe it's an uh, maybe it's MLC. I, yeah. I'm probably I corrupted. I think it would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> I've been corrupted. I've been corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> um, we, we we've talked a lot about you know the what dating looks like. We've talked quite a bit about the negative side of things. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going well? Like what's working about the dating culture that we're a part of at the moment? I think there's a high success rate, and I think. <laughs> but you got to define success too, because well, we also pointed out the fact that frankly, there's a whole bunch of couples. That's true. We that shouldn't just, determine success as people who are in a relationship or get married. But the direction I was going is, I think. Those of us who aren't in a relationship, we need to kind of take a step back and be able to appreciate other people's relationships and support them because they are brothers and sisters in Christ. And they now have, you know, that union and God is at the center. And that's what we should strive for. But it's not something we should compare ourselves to. I think that's where we get down into that negative slope. So we just need to be content with ourselves, um, trust God's timing, but also appreciate um, the blessings God has given to other people, too word <laughs> <laughs> i had a point but i forgot oh, I blanked too. I, hang on. I, was gonna... I was just that good that you, said, that you said so many good. good things i like forgot what <laughs> thing i wanted to talk about <laughs> so but what's working about dating culture right now i jordan said it's uh got it does have a high success rate there's a lot oh, yeah. of marriages that come out of it okay, and as christians because we treat marriage the way that we do there is a very high success rate in our marriages as well because we take them very seriously the question is um i think with the with the success rate thing and that's kind of what i was trying to say and you agreed with me is the we can't necessarily judge the success on whether or not marriage happens Mm -hmm. because this is a brutally honest truth but i i know plenty of couples and i'm sure you know plenty of couples where you go i mean they're all right together but they could do better for each other right Mm -hmm. like they could find a better match um so now i lost my question go ahead i guess i just wanted to talk about how kind of jordan kind of touched on it but i wanted to elaborate on like you can't we can't judge other couples and the decisions that they make to be with each other, even if we believe that they could do better because, like you said, there's success even if the relationship doesn't work out. If the relationship doesn't work out, both of the people learned a valuable lesson about themselves, about what they value in a relationship and what they want for the future. And so if they if they work out and they get married and they live happily ever after, awesome, God's plan. But if it doesn't work out, um, that's also God's plan. And God will bless you no matter what outcome happens in a relationship. Yeah, I just to throw more onto that. I I would honestly some of the women that I've dated that obviously I'm not married, so it didn't work out, right? Some of the biggest blessings in my life ever. Like I wouldn't be the man I am without them, um, and that's a huge tremendous blessing. And they're wonderful women. And the fact that it didn't you know 
become what we wanted it to become is neither here nor there. Like they were still a massive blessing in my life and they were exactly what I needed when I needed them and answered my prayers. Not the prayer I thought they were answering, right? But still very much an answer to my prayers. Um, and, I, and I think you make a good point. Uh, I'm still going to push back. But I think you make a really mm-hmm. good point in saying that you know, just trust trust the Lord and trust his timing too, even in other people's relationships. I would say, especially at the beginning of the relationship, as a friend, if you see somebody who's like headed 100 miles an hour into something you might not think is either healthy or just isn't going to result in their happiness, um, from your perspective, with lots and lots of tact, I think it probably wouldn't be inappropriate to have a conversation like that with tact and in a loving manner to have a conversation like that and just say, maybe not outright say, I don't think you're good with him, but to say, you know, like, what do you, what, what do you see? Like, where, why are you interested? What do you see in this? And kind of look for those red flags and maybe point them out to them if they're there. I don't know. What do you think about that? I agree. I, it's probably different for dudes than girls, too. No, no, no I don't but. think so at no, all. It's, it's the same. I think on love the court. is blind in a sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, some especially people... that infatuation stage. Oh yeah. 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 And I think you're a better friend if you point out things like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I'd almost, I'd if I were to, ha- you know, run headfirst into a really bad looking relationship and no one called me out on it. They'd be, so be bad mad. friends, yeah. They, you'd be you'd be awful friends. No, totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's definitely a way to go about it, but sometimes people do focus more on surface level stuff, and yeah, I don't know. And you, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have seen that look. That was that was a good look. Um, yeah. Instead of the important stuff, and yeah, I think it is important to. I've had friends where I've literally sat down with them, and I was kind of like, you just kind of talk through it and just ask them questions, and sometimes that helps a lot, and just mm-hmm. lets them. Figure it out on their own almost. I feel like across this conversation, both when you're looking at like how to treat the person that I'm dating and then also having these kinds of conversations with people about dating is like the question that I always come back to for myself is what would what what does love look like right now? It's like if I if I really do love my friend who's sitting across from me and I see them headed a hundred miles an hour into something that might not be great, what what is this what does love do? Like what does this conversation look like? Right? And the same thing with the young lady that I'm pursuing, right? Well, what is lo- what is actual, not infatuation, what does actual love look like? Because actual love is going to guide my behavior a whole lot better than infatuation or whatever other, yeah, the desires of the flesh or whatever word you want to use. Um, those things are going to be very different, <laughs> lead to very different behaviors than like sitting back and saying, I'm going to love you with the love of my Savior. That's a whole different type of, love and conversation and all these things we were talking about this on the broadcast we recorded this morning about the eighth commandment it was about not gossiping whatever um <laughs> i should know what commandment that is but anyway <laughs> um that idea of not every, every not every time i talk about somebody else's gossip right and i think we get stuck in that of like i don't want to like we're more worried about offense than we are about um loving somebody well and uh, it might cause offense but that's what love does sometimes does that make sense yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Feel free to push back. You can argue with me if you want. No. No, I okay. agree. I feel like in our generation, like especially, I watch TikTok a lot, but it's always like, <laughs> like self love, and you like need to put yourself first. Which, I mean, it is important to take care of yourself, but I feel like that goes against our beliefs, where we're supposed to put others before ourselves, and we're supposed to have that like, we're supposed to be selfless. I don't know. So I feel like there is kind of like a pushback with like the generation we're growing up in and yeah it's important to kind of 
when you love someone, you want to be able to see how you can serve them and not about like, what do I get back in return? Yeah. And the more and more that we avoid those conversations with our friends or loved ones, the more we're creating a culture where you're sensitive and don't want to get your feelings hurt. But sometimes you just need that little kick in the butt. And then you're like, oh, okay, you're right. You got me out. Help. You helped get me out of the situation I shouldn't have been going into. Okay. So as uh, talking about relationships specifically, um, it's important to be able to have these kind of conversations with a dude, right? With the young men you're dating. Um, What? But they're super uncomfortable. So what can a guy who wants to pursue you well, what can he do to make these conversations more comfortable? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, how can we, what can he be doing so that you're more willing to be positively or negatively? Like, yeah, this is going to work or it's not going to work. Like having those critical conversations, what can he do to build a culture around himself that's going to make you more comfortable having those conversations? Yeah, I think there's many things, but one of the things that I value most is when words align with actions. So in, in those uncomfortable situations, you know, like if something were to come up, if if this guy were to tell me, okay, then... I will treat you this way because I know that this makes you feel, I expect you to act on it. I, I expect it to be, not you to be perfect, but I expect you to work hard to, you know, meet up to the expectations you've laid out verbally to me. Can you explain that a little more? Sure. Um, like, I'm trying to think of like an example. Um, I guess, what's it, give me an, like an uncomfortable situation, like an, un- an uncomfortable conversation a couple might run into well I, i'm sorry not that you hit some i did not i mean so the physical tu- i'm a physical touch guy um that's why i'm always like discreetly touching everyone everywhere <laughs> it's like shaking hands and knuckle bumps <laughs> and arms around the shoulders all that kind of stuff but that makes it really tough then in a relationship to not cross any lines right and so that's a critical conversation that to be <laughs> completely transparent that i struggle with um so how do we how do we set up the relationship in a way so that we can have those conversations where you're going, Yeah, this isn't this isn't working for me, this is making me uncomfortable, you know, this is a line I don't want to cross, that kind of stuff. How can we make that conversation more comfortable? If it's regardless of what it is, talking to sure. other guys, whatever sure. it is. That just happens to be an example from my experience something that jordan always says is it's only uncomfortable if you make it uncomfortable my mom always (laughs) says she's like it's only awkward if you make it awkward awkward if you make it awkward and that actually has a little bit of truth to it like if this is this is an important boundary that you need to set you know like as as men and women of god we don't want to cross those boundaries that might lead us into temptation especially when it comes to physical touch and so something that's worked for my boyfriend and i because you know obviously all couples i I would argue that all couples have this struggle of physical well, let's touch. be real if you're not having this struggle you're uh, there's something wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> look into it but yeah. um seriously um but you know we've had this conversation and just to talk about okay well how does this make you feel you know like you don't want to say you don't want to say you do this and you do that. You, you want to focus on like I statements and you want to focus on, you know, keeping it mutual. Like I feel really loved when you do this, but I feel a little more uncomfortable when you do this and keep focusing more on, you know, as like if a guy were to ask me, so if I were to do this, 
how would that make you feel? That would I would feel so loved. Well, my love language is words of affirmation. You're melting into so. the <laughs> <laughs> my, my love language is words of affirmation. So if you're if you're able to tell me or, and, or ask me about things that matter to me, or you you want my the you know you want to hear about my well being and like what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy in a relationship, that just means so much. So almost over communicate. Almost. Yep. Yeah, miscommunication is like one of the biggest things that can really just tear down a relationship. So. It's better to overdo it than underdo it. But I know that's so, that's like very easier said than done. But yeah. Calling a man to be what he ought to be isn't outside of your, women have a lot of power in a relationship, <laughs> you know? And that's one of the things that makes relationships between men and women work is that um, women do hold a lot of power in that dynamic. And you can call more out of the man that you're with and maybe just communicating that does that you can push back if you want um i don't know what uh i guess it started out it started out as me asking what can dudes do but being proactive about it i think is what i hear you saying um how would you respond though like what what does that make you think about when i say you can call something better out of the dudes around you i i think a good word to describe that is accountability um because sometimes we lack in holding ourselves accountable. So that's why it takes the other person to do that for you. And if you truly care about someone, you're going to do that. Uh, I think if that's... If we're going to work over a lifetime, we exactly. definitely need to be able to do that. Exactly. So kind of like with the physical touch situation, like if you're not holding them accountable and you don't have that conversation, like it's just going to crumble. And you don't want to wait. Like you said, being proactive, you don't want to wait until something bad happens to talk about it. Mm. You don't want to mm. not have that conversation and then fall into that temptation and then reassess after be like oh maybe we shouldn't have done that you know it's it's so important to be on top of the game you want to live godly lives you want to have those uncomfortable conversations because by being uncomfortable you're only going to receive those blessings yeah all right we're running out of time here don't want to go too long and everybody has Work to well, you don't have any homework to do. I don't. Yeah, lucky you. All right, so um, let's just address one uh, one more. Um, Okay, here we go. Uh, Across the country, on average, the ratio of men to women, or sorry, women to men on college campuses is sixty women to every forty men, and yet the majority of young women report a shortage of eligible men with whom to begin long-term relationships. Have you found this to be true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about like our campus then? Because we're not... Uh, just in general, in have you general? found this to be true? Do you have a hard time finding guys that you actually want to and are willing to date? Well, I think my problem <laughs> is I... Uh, like, I used to be the type of person that was just, like, looking. Like, I'd be, I'll admit it. I was a portal stalker. Uh, <laughs> you just kind of, like, look <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, maybe that one. Like, without even knowing them. And so, I think. Yeah. I'm just amazing. you like, going through the Okay, concrete, not, like, literally, like, not literally. Not like, literally. Like, going one This is ruining down. my chances as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But I think, like, holding yourself to a higher standard um can create uh challenges because 
but you but you also don't want to get too picky so you just have to like find that balance so i think again not speaking for all women but if that's what like the stat is saying there's not enough eligible men um it's we can't just blame the men i think there's a lot of other factors that go into play I had like a question for you kind of because I know you said like it's important to have expectations and some girls think they have too high of expectations but sometimes I wonder because I even have friends who have told me like you have really high expectations I blame my dad because I'm like oh he's just like good at everything in my head so I'm like I need to find someone who's good at everything that he's good at um but can can girls have too high of expectations because I know like I mean we are sinful human beings and you're not going to find someone who fits like your description to a T but yeah I don't know sometimes I'm worried I have too high of expectations where I'm like man you're not gonna find someone if you're looking for your dad (laughs) first of all what a blessing to have a dad (laughs) like that (laughs) yeah I know but then I'm like thanks a lot like now I'm like I have a heart I don't know does he love your mom well very yeah is that what you want yeah are your expectations too high no. Well, no. Just because you haven't found a guy that meets your expectations doesn't mean that your expectations are too high. That's facts. What what if you were going to if you were going to remove something from your list, what would it be? Hmm. Yeah, see like exactly. Thinking of, yeah. I think having a list is is another interesting thing because it you is. want qualities, but also there's going to be people that surprise you. I remember being in grade school. I was like, I need to date someone that likes cats. And, you know, like, that. clearly that has red changed. Flag. Any man that loves cats, that's a red I'm flag. I'm a dog it's person, not something you too, can't overcome. But but I'm just saying our, our, like, our list. like I just alienated half of my audience by saying that. Yeah, they, I'm they not just a fan off. of cats. Cat just hater. Not a fan of cats. I love cats. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't actually even hate the cats that much. I just find it entertaining to act like I really hate cats. It it upsets me greatly. I am a little bit allergic, so that's my excuse. Mm, One of my buddies, fault. his mom used to have like eight cats, and we would cra- in college we'd crash at my first time through college we'd crash at his mom's house like after concerts and stuff, and I'd wake up in the morning and my eyes would just be like crusted over, and there'd be cats laying all over me, and that's where my hatred of cats began. That's fair. That's terrifying. Anyway, Jordan, I interrupted you. Anyway, I think I think it's good to have a list of qualities that you do know what you're looking for, so you can have those standards for yourself. But also, you can't just stick to the list because um, things are going to change. You're going to be talking with someone and like, oh, well, they don't actually fit this little part of my list, and then it's like, are you really going to break everything off because of that, or do you still genuinely like that person and enjoy the time with them? Yeah. I think it's the items on your list, too. And, mm-hmm. again, where your heart is on the list, right? I'm not going to say, like, um, curly hair and, you know, like olive skin and whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to make a list of physical attributes because, one, that's just foolish. Mm-hmm. And, two, you're already just wiping a whole bunch of people off of the list, right? Um, and then same thing with, like, body type and things like that. Like, who cares? Are they healthy? Do they take care of themselves? Like, that, let's be honest, healthy is the sexiest thing in the world. And it's way more attractive than whatever. (laughs) 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 That's why Jordan studied PE. Okay, (laughs) just throwing you under the bus over and over again. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, and then, you know, like, healthy spiritual life and, you know, 
maybe not even strong academically, but you know, like those kinds of things, right? Where it's like they clearly take care of themselves. They, you're not like hanging out with them, going, "Gosh, I wish you'd yeah. shower," stuff like that. <laughs> you know, like um, if that's your list, that's a whole different thing than saying like has to be six foot three and has to be sure. you know under ten percent body fat and have to be. Um, because all those things are going to change anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, does that answer any of your? No, I feel like that's a good point. I feel like I forget that. Because even talking to my sister, who's been dating for with someone since, like, high school, it's just weird because she just talks about how much they've, like, grown together. Because, I don't know. Yeah. People change a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know. And back to the independence conversation, like, those, the reason a lot of high school, I don't know what the numbers are, but a lot of high school relationships don't last, is exactly that, is sooner or later, one of the two of you leaves the other one being the dust, right? And you just, you you're not what you were. And I think a lot of times it's the dude who starts to resent the girl because she's going out and getting after life and he's, you know, still hanging with his bros and what doing the college thing. And that's just my observation. I don't know if that's always accurate, but that seems to be what happens a lot of times. It's just, I don't know. It seems to me like girls grow up a lot faster than dudes do. And that's, I'm condemning myself with that statement too. Um, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that, but here might be a good segue, but Clara mentioned like growing together and that made me think of change because people can change. And we will. You also like there's a big issue with, you know, people who think that they can change someone Hmm. to meet their expectations and that you got to kind of be careful of because, yeah, if you if you really care about the person and like there's a bad habit they have that you want them to break like that, you know you're helping each other out and you're understanding each other's flaws, but we got to be careful that you're not just kind of like controlling them and in that sense. But at the same time, when you're in a relationship with somebody that does genuinely call you to something better and not only makes you want to be better, but then also like genuinely is pursuing you and calling you to be something better. And even if they're not explicitly saying like, you know, I want you to leave me better or whatever the words might be, Somebody who's genuinely calling you into that, that's a special thing. I'd say that um, something that helps me, you know, see that I'm in a good relationship and I'm with a very good person is the fact that we both actively make each other want to be better people. When, you know, like when we were on our own, you know, we we didn't have anyone holding us accountable. We kind of talked about accountability before, but now that we're in a relationship together, we hold each other accountable. We call each other out when needed. And we were happy with each other. And so we want to see the other person be happy. So doing the doing the right thing or doing things that are pleasing to God, that's that's what we actively seek to do with each and other. And something I would throw in there too is me being me is something that makes you happy. You know, if I have to be something other than myself in order to make somebody else happy, that's a recipe for disaster. You mm-hmm. know, if I can be myself and you appear to enjoy it, that's a wonderful blessing. Yeah. Any last words on any of that? I guess we talked about, you know, everything comes back to God. And I think for those of us who haven't found that person, I think we just really want to shout out and give a ton of advice to trust God. That is two words, right? But it's so hard to do. But I look at look at it as he's taking a burden off my shoulders. Thank goodness I don't have to go out and just pick someone on my own, right? God has that person already picked out for me, for you, you know, and maybe not. Like, whatever his plan is, 
but just trusting that like I don't have to worry about that it's gonna come when he sees fit I can just sit back and live my life I just think that creates a new sense of peace instead of having to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Make those friends, make those connections, live your life. Just it's Christian freedom is just such a cool thing. You know, we're free to free to live, you know, not in sin. We're free to live according to the gospel, loving others and working on ourselves. In that spirit, then I'll throw one last question out there. I promise this will be the last one. All right. If you knew five years from now, like, five years from today it'd be a weird time of year to have a wedding actually so five years from this summer you're gonna get you're walking to the altar right what do you hope that dude is doing right now um i don't know i i would hope that he's just being well very like faithful to his spiritual life obviously but also just being very like kind to everybody Especially since if he's going into, if, are we saying that he's in the ministry? Sure. I don't know. But well, you're going even, into ministry. It's a good chance. Yeah. So I don't know. Just, I feel like you're, repre- you're, rep- you're representing Christ. So just like being kind to everybody and having, or upholding that good like reputation. And to back that up, you covered the, the spiritual aspect, which is definitely number one. Um, I'd want them to be growing in their confidence. And like, there's a difference between confidence and, and ego or being arrogant I just want, I would want them to be confident in who they are and say, yeah, I am a child of God and I love the way that God created me and the abilities he's given me and I'm going to use those to his glory so that I'm ready to, the qualities that he gave me can fit my future spouse. You got any word? <laughs> well, I'm... I would hope that <laughs> I pray that the person I'm dating right now is the person I'll be seeing at the altar in, you know, however many years. And so I hope that, you know, obviously number one is spiritual. I hope that he loves, continues to love God more than us and more than me even. And then apart from being, you know, spiritual, like, I don't know, just being, being a, a, a diverse human being, you know, being interested in many things, not being stuck on one topic, you know, and not being stuck in one hobby, being adventurous, getting out there, learning new things, wanting to learn, wanting to gain wisdom from other people. I think that's so important. Be an interesting person. Like, I feel like we don't value that enough in ourselves. Just Mm -hmm. be an interesting person. Have some experiences. Go do some stuff. I think there's a lot of guys at MLC. I'm, this might be, I don't know. You guys can disagree. I think there's a lot of guys at MLC that just don't, I don't want to say don't know how to be interesting, but they just, they're afraid to seek out new things that would make them more interesting. Like mm-hmm. I know so many guys that just like to, they would rather just sit in their dorm and watch movies, you know, and that's their after school activity and that's fine, but they, they don't go outside. They don't talk to people. They don't learn about other things. They don't try out new things. And I think that, shuts them out from the dating world. No, I kind of agree with I'll that. Agree. <laughs> I very much agree. So what should they be going on doing then? Like what would what just take opportunities that come, I feel like. Like that's okay. why I said yes to this. This year I was like, I'm just gonna try and say yes to as many like You said what, yes way faster than I expected I, you to. I know. Yeah. I I don't know. I was like, yeah sure. I'm just trying to you know, meet new people, have new experiences and see where life takes you. And if, and, and I know this is hard for, you know, it depends on your personality, but if those opportunities don't just come to you, you have to make them, you know, if, 
if you want to like if you want to join i keep using spike ball i'm gonna use spike ball again if you want to make a spike ball you know like Emma club just or whatever play spike ball, somebody man. play spike ball with me please <laughs> i'm begging you this is a plea um but if you wanted to like just play spike ball or like start a club go and do it talk to some people talk to people that aren't your friends one i mean like you can talk to your friends but like ask people in your class you know talk about talk about it with the student senate talk about it with other groups of friends talk about it with strangers just get to know people talk to people and so what's the worst thing that can happen people you know think of you like oh can you believe <laughs> no. that they came up and asked me to play spike ball like okay we shouldn't you don't it doesn't matter what yeah. they say you and, you did your best you tried and that's all we can ask of you if you could try and you actively are trying that is that is the sexiest thing sexiest <laughs> thing ever <laughs> effort <laughs> And thick accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Now, this time, final word on anything? Any last words for the dudes out there in the world? You got this. Oh, like a lot of- <laughs> that was good. That was so encouraging. Appreciate that. Nobody wants to like, shout out their mom or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel time. like I'm on the spot now. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tammy. That's her mom. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Oh, Thank you for being on the podcast, girls. I appreciate it. I know it's a little bit of a risk to do it, so I appreciate it. Appreciate your honesty, too. Hope you enjoyed your 1919. How was the root beer? My cup is empty. It's actually time for a it's refill. Yeah, need a refill. It fill up the keg. Go fill it up. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, thanks for listening. Go be the man that God created you to be. We'll talk to you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.